Hello, friends, and welcome to episode eight of the I Do Wedding Marketing Podcast. Eight. Episode eight, like the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. <laughs> Come on, who else here is a wrestling fan? I know, I know. It's just me. It's just me, but you know, I had to do that. So let's get it started. My name is Nina Adio, and I'd like to thank you for allowing this podcast into your earbuds, your Bluetooth, your car radio, wherever you are listening from. On the I Do Wedding Marketing Podcast, I discuss tips and tricks for wedding pros to DIY their social media or to gain the confidence to outsource it. Last week here, we talked about leadership, how being a smart follower can actually make you a great leader and how proper leadership will impact your business and sales. That was a short and sweet episode, so be sure to go back and listen to episode seven, and it will just be a quick listen for you. But this week, what we're going to talk about is what happens when sales aren't moving. It happens even to the most successful professionals. Sales being slow to you, that can mean your numbers are down from last year. It can mean nothing is coming in at all. It can mean leads are coming in, but they're not booking. There are a lot of things it could mean, but today I want to talk about how we cannot fall down the deep, dark path of despair when this happens. Okay, because a few things can happen in these moments, right? First, one, we feel despair. Two, we compare. Three, we become hyper aware. Okay, I needed this to rhyme, all right? Indulge me. So the despair is the initial feeling of panic. Will I ever book again? Is this it forever? I'm done. I'm a fraud. And other extremities we go through, or at least I go through <laughs> during these times. And the second thing that happens is we compare. We look at what other people and professionals are doing. We assume that they are getting all the bookings because they're doing what's right and we must be wrong, wrong, wrong. And then we become hyper aware, but in the wrong ways. And what I mean by that is we start looking at everything we are doing and thinking things like, oh my gosh, did the Superman wedding cake I posted three and a half weeks ago offend my Marvel fans? And we think of anything and make it a reason for what's happening, even when it's not realistic. So how do we stop this? How do you stay confident in a competitive industry like this, especially when sales are slow? Listen to this brief ad break and then I'll tell you, come on guys, this is a good thing. We have ads now. It's exciting. So number one, I know it's been customary in the past or I have seen this, you know, when I would sit in at sales meetings with venues that you refer to your month to month records and compare more so year to year. So comparing May 2019 to May 2018 may have been a relevant analytic once upon a time, comparing your bookings and your leads that came in during that time, that is. But right now, if you're comparing what you have booked for, let's say, next May of 2022 to May 2021, that's not going to hold the authentic figure that it used to. Okay, Because right now your 2021 numbers may be including two years of events in one year. So that may not hold up to what you're booking for 2022 or 2023. So breathe, breathe. Don't hold yourself up to what you had this year or don't don't beat yourself up over it. 
go back to 2019, reflect on those numbers, compare that with what you did in 2021 and decide on a new appropriate goal for 2022, 2023 and beyond. But just keep in mind that doing that booking comparison from year to year, month to month may not be as relevant for you as it has been in the past. So number two, my advice is take a breather. Whenever I feel like my results were low, I used to hyper-engage on my profile. So engaging with more potential clients, desperately trying to create more leads. And the desperation showed. But more importantly, that dang Instagram algorithm would see my tax tactics, that I was just going from profile to profile, liking posts and not authentically engaging. And Instagram does not like that. Instagram is like your mean teacher or the bad cop parent, and they're looking to keep you in line with their rules all the time. So I tested this out recently within the past uh, two weeks after my coach recommended to me to stop over hustling when I was feeling insecure about results. So what happened? I still got followers. I still got engagement. I still got leads. And that's me, my profile as a social media marketer. But let's talk about my clients. They still got followers. They still got leads. They still got traction. My analytics reports for them were still in the green. And, you know, we do and focus on all this social media management because we believe that good content brings big results. So it's okay to sit back, you know, relax, breathe, let inspiration come to you and allow your content or the content that I've set up for you to speak for itself. That's why we're always saying content is so important. And it is consistent content, especially because that means you can take time to sit back, focus on other things and let your content speak for itself. Number three, ask around in this industry. I don't really believe in comparing yourself to others, at least not in the harmful way. You know, there's a time when it can be helpful and there's a time when it can be harmful, but having friends in the industry, I believe can be helpful. Now, let's say if you're un uncomfortable talking about things like leads and traction with people in the same area as you, maybe reach out to someone outside of your location who you know, or post even in a broad Facebook group for wedding professionals nationwide, and just have a candid conversation. Ask where everybody's at, ask what they're experiencing. And it could be that they're experiencing the same lack of inquiries or interest right now as you. And that can kind of help to ease the pressure and make you realize that this isn't just you. But, okay, number four, now, not all vendors have the same engagement season. Identify where you are on a couple's time frame. I mean, engagement season, yes, is pretty broad, but let's, let's go into the timeline of that. So for most cases, not all, but for most, some of the first decisions made for booking deal with the venue or the date, the church, things like that. Then from there, maybe it's the band or photographer. A few months later, maybe the hotel, the dress, the flowers. So if engagement season hits and you're not bombarded with inquiries on December 26, it's okay. You just may not be first on the list. You may be a part of a couple second wave of vendors on their wedding journey. 
what you can do to stay on your mind, like we said, is having just that consistent content going up, being posted, reminding couples that you exist. But it's really important to understand the trend of where you fall on a couple's timeline, because that's going to make a difference between panicking on December 26th and panicking on January 26th of when, you know, you're going to get hit with those leads because not everybody is contacting you at the same time frame or right away once engaged. And that leads me to point number five, which is not all couples book the same. So right now, some couples in light of the pandemic want to slow down. They want to enjoy the engagement process. And more importantly, they want to wait. They want to see what happens after the winter season and then start making decisions. On the contrary, other couples want to make their engagement process short. They think if things are going well for society in their area now, then let's get this done as soon as possible while things are good. So the normal flow of your leads in the past may not be as predictable as it once was. You may not be able to predict things like we used to be. Go with the flow, trust in what you do, trust in the content you have. Okay, and now here, number six, are some more tangible confidence boosters that I've turned to that I'll list here in rapid fire form. Okay, when I'm feeling down and like I need a confidence boost, I will read the book, The Secret. I'll meditate. I've invested in a coach, so that's where I can have a weekly session where I can just dump on these things. I'll put on a playlist of songs that make me feel amazing. I'll think about the best clients I've worked with and the amazing bookings that I have had. And I will watch the Oprah and J.K. Rowling interview on YouTube, okay? I don't know why, but this has always super inspired me. They talk about shopping for expensive bags and the realization they have when they realize that they don't have to choose between two and they can get both. And I don't know, this, <laughs> this interview just always really stuck out with me. So those are some things that I turn to when I want a booster. And all the examples that I broke down in this episode... These are all examples without it being about you. How cool is that? All I'm asking you to change in these examples is your outlook and maybe your desire to over hustle when things are feeling slow, but give it a shot. Okay. Sometimes a little break in that regard can go a long way. If you want to talk about things I would say to change, let me know. Maybe you can even give me your profile to audit on this podcast and we can go through some steps of what you can try to change or brush up on your profile to hopefully, and well, I think it will surely get you more leads. Now, if you enjoyed hearing this today, please leave an Apple podcast review as it means a lot to me and it helps more wedding professionals find this podcast. New episodes of the I Do Wedding Marketing podcast drop every Wednesday. And I'm also live on my Instagram every Wednesday at 12 p.m. at I Do Wedding Marketing. We call it Wedding Wednesday. It's a big, big weekly holiday here. So you can more, learn more about my services and inquire about working together at www.idowedingmarketing.com. Thanks for being here. And until next week. <laughs>